Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bikini in the Brain. My name is Coach Adam from TeamElitePhysique.com and I am with the lovely Ashley Kaltwasser who is going through a long, long off-season of about eight weeks. <laughs> Was it even eight weeks? I don't even know. Is it, what is it, seven? I don't know. I got nine? like one more week left of off-season. Yeah. Oh, not even eight weeks, but eight weeks between shows. Like nine yeah. weeks between oh, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, so. Yeah, you really actually thinking about it. You're like three-week off-season because you're like back in prep already, like in a yeah. week or two. That's so yep, funny. Yeah, true. Why, for my one-month prep. Yeah, exactly. Just basically every week's yeah. a peak week. I was, doing, <laughs> I was trying to do the math on it. I'm like, you were pretty much prepping all year because the the way that the show was like laid out, it yeah. kind of had to be, right? It mm -hmm. was kind of funny. The only time was like in the beginning of last year is like, because my first show was April, I think, right? The Clash. I think that was April 4th. So like, yeah. Yeah, and then it was... Huh. Non-stop from there. Yeah. Yeah. Even I mean, technically now it's still kind of non-stop. Yeah. True. There's not <laughs> much that changes other than less cardio and more carbs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, so this this podcast is going to be really cool because I think it can apply to a lot of people, and it's a great topic that you came up with, which is basically uh, where we would be without fitness and what our lives would be, how our lives would be different, how it's impacted us, and whatnot. And I think that it applies to everyone, even if you're not in fitness for a business. I think it applies to mm -hmm. everyone. So, um, yeah, I'm really actually excited about this one because it could go so many directions, you know? Right. Totally. <laughs> Just like our life did with fitness, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. Like, I never would have thought that I would be doing what I'm doing now because it's like, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? I never thought I would be doing this. <laughs> so it is crazy how it has taken me to a totally different like place, right? But yeah. I'm so grateful for it. I feel like I'm very lucky. What did you want to be? You know, I kind of went through like I I, I did think that it was always going to be somewhere in the health realm at least because I mean, even as a kid I was like super obsessed with like gym class and stuff. So something like a gym teacher was appealing to me or a physical therapist or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so just just growing up around the sports my entire life and being so involved with it, like definitely I think it would have been in like the health and fitness realm, but not like competition realm, you know yeah. what I mean? So how about you? What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? You know, it's funny. Well, my whole life um, when I was, I started working at 11 years old for my family's grocery store and they wanted me to be the, take over the grocery store. So it's kind of like, it was, like, I was basically told to do it, but I also wanted to do it because it was like a prideful thing and, you know, it was a big grocery store and stuff. And so in my, I remember in sixth grade, they asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? So you can like, in your yearbook, so you can look it up. And I, I, I remember it and it said, uh, I want to be the owner of El Toro, which is my family's grocery store. Um, and then as I got older, I actually had the opportunity to be the, the owner. Um, and I wanted to be a personal trainer, which was significantly less money. So it's kind of cool that um, it went this route because remember when they offered me the the job to be the owner, um, at that point it was like be the manager then the owner, um, they offered me, I said no, and then to get me to do it, I was 19 I think at the time, they told me okay we'll buy you a new Porsche, uh, a new Porsche and give you a six figure salary and that was you know in 2002. That's very tempting. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know, 19 with the Porsche, you know, I was like, but I was like, no, 
I really like I really like personal training. And they're like, what do you you can only make, you know, like forty dollars an hour as a personal trainer. You're maxed out. Even if you work all the hours you can, you're not gonna ever make any money with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, I just really like it. Maybe I can turn it into something, who knows? Right. But back then there was no online, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were still dial up, you know, <laughs> there was no online coaching. So it was like, I don't know, it was just a passion thing. So I'm actually glad it did because it was I could have I was close, you know. I was yeah. close to doing it. Goodness. Is, yeah, I'd be at a grocery store right now. Still. You know what I mean? I like, like grocery stores. You do like grocery stores. <laughs> if you guys ever needed, like, Ashley, Ashley doesn't really, we've gotten to a couple of things, but you're hard to get to go somewhere. <laughs> we got to, we went to the Mafia Museum. Uh-huh. That was fun. Ashley likes educational things, documentaries, and grocery store shopping. Like, that's, that's, every other girl's like, I want to, for her, their ultimate date would be like a walk on the beach in Paris and Rome or whatever. Ashley's like, take me to Whole Foods and <laughs> let's watch a documentary. Whole Foods? Whole, was whole, was I, I gave up Whole Foods when they got rid of their salad bar. That was oh. the only reason why I went, F Whole Foods. They're so expensive. <laughs> I like the cheap stores where yes. I can find a good bargain, but I do miss that salad bar. We Ever since COVID happened, they took away the salad bar and I was like, why am I even going here? But I, I did, I did, you did really you like throw that down on those salad bars. Salad bar was she awesome. Would, when she would stay with me in Denver, we'd always go there and get like a bunch of salads for the, for the a couple days. Yeah. Maybe they'll come back one day. Oh, they did have good salads. I missed those. But the the you have the world market out here in um, Vegas. The international food market. International yes. food market. I drove by the other day and I thought it's you. amazing. And I was like, I need to go hang out with Ashley. We haven't hung out in a long time outside of the gym. I was like, we need to go. And then like I drove past it because it's, it's close to the Orleans, right? Because yes. I was driving by the Orleans. And I was like, I need to go here with Ashley. I got to tell Ashley. So we got to do that again. Yes. Let's go meet you and Sam maybe. Yeah, Sam wants to go too. Let's go this week or next I week. I would love that. I know you I would. would. We've hung out outside that. the gym, so we. I know because every time you have a group get together, it's like seven p.m. and I'm like, dude, I go to bed at like eight p.m. now. It's so crazy. It's, I'm like. I don't even invite her anymore because if we're doing something like at six thirty. <laughs> well, make it during the day and I'll come. <laughs> we went on. A, we saw Matrix Revolutions at seven, but I was like. Yeah, it's a little late for Ashley. It <laughs> is. She, but she gets up like at four. It's not like she's waking up. Oh, eight sooner to like than eight. that. Yeah. So if I wish I got up at four. That would be a miracle. I get up earlier than that, unfortunately. But I think it also has something to do with the, like, I go to bed even earlier now because it gets dark so soon. So yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah. Ashley's an 80 year old woman in a, in a <laughs> bikini, a bikini body. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so great. True. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, when it, you said you wanted to always be in fitness, so use was a big part of Health your... Health and fitness, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, was, was a big part of your childhood too, or...? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I mentioned, I loved gym class. I was super obsessed, and I, I was always in sports, so that definitely, like, was a thing. I didn't see myself letting go of at least health and fitness, right? Because it was, like, all I knew, basically, from a very, very young age. So I feel like... Somewhere within that realm, I would be doing something, um, but not this. This is very unique. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a unique life we live. We get to do all these fun things and meet so many different people and travel to the coolest locations and all that. That's the thing I like the most about it is the people, meeting the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, you know, that's what I miss about the gym, which is funny, you know, because I'm always like, I want to open a, like, full, like, we have a full gym, but like a more, a gym where people like, it's their main gym type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's something I still want to do, um, that I will do, uh, but for sure. Before I do anything else, I'm going to do that for sure. 
So hopefully that'll happen sooner rather than later. But I miss the gym environment and like the community of it. And I used to be like, we call like the mayor of the gym, you know, where right. everyone knew who you were. And like, you always say hi to everyone. It was always like, just the community of it was always so fun. And then when we go to shows, we still get that when we go to shows, which is mm -hmm. nice. You get to meet a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of mutual like minded people, which I think is really cool too. Cause there's a certain type of person who excels in fitness, you know, yes. and I, and it's the go-getters, you know, and I just mm -hmm. love meeting. It's so like energizing, right? It is. It's motivating even to go to like a show that I'm not competing in, even if it's like an NPC show, I get so motivated from going to that and watching it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I love that feeling of them being on stage. And it's almost like, you know, I can apply that to myself. Like, Oh, I can't wait till it's my turn to get back yeah. on stage, you know? So it's very motivating. I think like for other people, it can be motivation as well. Like sometimes I'll tell people that are struggling with that motivation aspect, like do things with other fitness people and go to fitness events. I mean, of course you can watch YouTube videos or live streams, but I will say it's just not the same of like stepping in the venue, smelling that spray tan, watching it happen live, like being there. It is such a rush of excitement and it's so motivating. It's like gets you, gets you in the mood to like stick with it and keep going, you know? It really does. Yeah, that first show of the year, that first show of the year, like towards the end of the year, I get tired a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. this year I was beat up, but I did a lot this year. I mean, gym and this and that and uh, yeah, but but uh, I feel good now. But this, but as soon as that, you, as soon as you walk in those doors and you hear the spray and you hear the girls and you hear everyone's kind of like having fun, you know, like it's like you walk in, you smell it, you see everyone's laughing, having a fun time, everyone's taking pictures and it's like, it just hits you, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can't really explain it. It's, I don't know. It's like going down a roller coaster, like the first, first time, like the first time you're like, here it is. All right. What am I going to do this year? Like what, what will be my thing this year? Like, what am I going to shoot for? How good am I going to do? The pressure starts. It's brand new. And it's like, it's fun. And I, cause I compete, you know, through against other coaches and stuff and we're all friends. And it's like, it's just, it's just starts again. It's a fresh thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's just so exciting. So I'm actually really excited for February. And I'm like, man, it's already, it's going to take, I have to go all the way through January. So I'm kind of like you, <laughs> but not in the diet and cardio. Right. Totally. I mean, I'll do that for you. Don't worry. I will, <laughs> I will diet and cardio on your behalf. <laughs> I will do extra cardio on your behalf for it's, you. Um, you're welcome. You're the, thank you. Yeah, I need it. What's, uh, you know, what's, speaking of like kids, that's how I, I got started this as a kid at a really young age mm -hmm. um, because I gained a bunch of weight when I was, when I broke my arm. I was in the sixth, I was in the, the summer between fifth and sixth grade. So whatever that is, um, I broke my arm. And uh, because of that, I gained a bunch of weight like because I, I couldn't run around because it was like a compound fracture. And my mom was, she never had a kid with a broken arm before. So she thought, you know, if he runs, he's going to shift his arm. So she literally made me just sit on the couch because oh. she was worried. She's like, no, if you go running, you're going to have surgery. Just sit there for, it's only 10 weeks or something like that. But, you know, she's a Latin woman, you know, so she's like, she sees her kid on the couch, you know, playing games and stuff. She's just like, feed him. You know, she's like, eat, eat, eat. That's all they do. You know, these Latin women. You should go to my house on Christmas. It's like, you feel like a king. All these women just feed you food all day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so it's funny. So it's really funny. I tell them, I was like, you know, the, the expectations you put in the men in our family is so unrealistic <laughs> for the modern age that you guys just, you just make them get up and get their own. It's so funny. They, they crack up. It's so funny. But anyway, I gained a bunch of weight. And then my sister called me fat 
And that was like how it all started. It was like my sister said, you're fat now or whatever. And then I started dieting and I didn't know what to do. There's no YouTube, you know, it was, right. we're talking a long time ago. And uh, there's no YouTube, there's no, you know, kids at 12 don't have books. My mom is from an immigrant family. She doesn't know anything about mm -hmm. fitness. There's no fitness in that age group. I'm, you know, my, her, my grandpa and stuff. So it was like, okay, Diet Coke is probably diet, right? I know that salad's good, and I know chicken breast is good, right? And I, I don't even think I really got onto the chicken breast for a while. Um, I was just eating salad. I mm -hmm. salad and Diet Coke for over a year, um, and then I leaned out. But that's how I, like, I started my nutrition at like mm -hmm. 12 years old. And ever since then, I've been like super conscious, health conscious of, of what I eat. I've always been super health conscious of like what I eat. I just didn't know what I was doing until way later down the road. Like right. I think I started learning when I was like in wrestling is when I started learning mm -hmm. that, um, okay, there's a better way of doing this and like eating a little protein and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because at first I would just eat like one bread roll a day when I was trying to make weight for wrestling. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like one and it was like a cheese roll at lunch and everyone was like, you're crazy, dude. And I was like, I got to make weight, you know, because um, I was, I was light and re I wrestled at 119, which is light. And, but I was really strong for 119 because I was already in the weightlifting. And at that time, a lot of people weren't. Back then, people weren't really training for wrestling, like in, in high school, they weren't like mm -hmm. lifting weights for wrestling. But I took, I took part of that because I was like, I got to get stronger. And then um, my coach was like, if you can make 112s, you'll be state champion, no problem. So I was like doing whatever I could to make 112 weight as a wrestler at like, whatever, four, it's so bad, like 14, back then they didn't have like any, you know, it was, it's bad. And I'd eat like this cheese roll, but I wouldn't eat the cheese, I'd only eat the roll. And then one day someone's like, dude, you should just do protein. That's what all those bodybuilders do. You know, they just do the protein. And I was like, oh. And then that's when it like all started. It was like uh, 14 or something where I started like learning about it. But So did you make weight in-, in I never made 113, 112s. Oh, I never won 112s. Yeah. Freaking I never, bread roll. I never made shadows of carbs killers, dude. I never made one twelve. I, made, I got down to one thirteen dehydrated, and I was like, it was bad. I was, I mean, I was, I had abs, so I didn't know. You know, I had a tiny bit of chest, tiny bit of arms, but it was like pretty much. I would be like, kid, you need to. You're pushing anorexia. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're not looking very hot. Oh. You know, I was, I was okay. I was, I don't think I was that bad, but I was mm -hmm. pretty tiny. And uh, yeah, and uh, still didn't make weight. And then oh, I just man. was weak at 119 after I got to that low, so. Yeah, that must be tough for, I, I can only imagine how like wrestlers feel once they do that cut and dehydrate themselves. And I can imagine you're not your strongest that you would be, I mean, goodness, it's, how could you be? It's pretty brutal. They don't allow it anymore, but we used to run with uh, trash bags to sweat. And then for the last like day before you'd weigh in, you'd have a McDonald's cup, like a big McDonald's cup in class and you would use the straw but you wouldn't have anything in the straw to drink. You would just be spitting water through the straw. So you just spit? Yeah, you'd, and by the end of the day, you'd be like filling it up. Just, Ew. Yeah, you're just spitting down the straw, but you didn't want anyone to know because you're not supposed to do it. So like, Ew. yeah, yeah, it was, wrestling back then was hardcore. So that's why oh, I'm like, God. now I'm like, oh, contest prep? I'm like, toughen up, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I didn't eat, period, and spit down cups for two days. Oh, like, gosh. <laughs> Like, I don't care if you haven't had a carb for a week. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's funny because you get that mentality. But then you realize, as I got older, I realized, you know, my athletes have never been through anything like that. They didn't diet their whole life like I did. So then you have to, like, now I'm more empathetic because I'm like, well, this might be her very first time. Right. And that hunger actually kicks in. So I've gotten better as I've gotten older to deal with that part of it. But, um, you know, it's, 
how worried would you just turn that switch on? Not everyone is. And I think that it's, that's something that this sport really teaches you to, that anyone can apply themselves mm -hmm. to. Because once you learn that you can push yourself farther than you think you can, then you can apply it to all things in life. And that's what I really love about this sport, honestly. It's like Absolutely. You get, you get what you deserve, mm -hmm. nothing more, nothing less. No one owes you anything. It's all based on your hard work. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be consistent in bodybuilding, in your work, in your relationships, everything. And yeah. it's like this teaches that foundation for that. That's why, that's why I love this sport so much. That's oh, why I love it. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, you're accountable for yourself at the end of the day. So it's, it's like not like you have a necessarily a good team to rely on to, to carry you through, right? Yeah. You're responsible for yourself, much like other individual sports, which... Funny enough, I've never competed in team sports. I'm yeah. always individual sports. So I'm like, F that. No one else is going to mess me up and mess up my title. That's why I did like track and gymnastics and swimming there for a while. And now this it's like, I'm my own person. I'm in control of myself. Like, forget the team stuff. No, I'm not. I'm mm -mm. <laughs> no, I want to do this myself. But I've always, you know, I've always taken fitness like super seriously, like I was the annoying girl in gym class that I would, like, if they were like, okay, warm up, jog for, for half a mile, I would be, like, trying my best. I would be sprinting. <laughs> like, I would be so obnoxious. I'm sure the other kids were like, oh, God, give it a breast. Like, it's just a warm up. I took it so seriously. Like, you have no idea. And, and I remember, too, like, um, so for those of you who don't know, like, track uh, was my main sport. I did do gymnastics up until about grade school. But track, I, I took track all the way through college. Um, but I remember, like, <laughs> I, you know, much like you, I didn't know what to do necessarily like, with the nutrition part when I was younger. So I remember, like, when it came time to, like, my, I thought I should bulk, right, for track, <laughs> to put on some muscles so I can run fast and all that. I remember... In the cafeteria, I would ask for two spaghetti bowls instead of one, and I would, like, purposely eat more, I guess. <laughs> and then, like, when it came time to, like, um, cut or whatever, if I had, like, okay, I'm good, I need to lean out a little bit, I would be, like, I, I would pack my own lunch, I would have, like, two yogurts. Like, <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense, but in my mind, like, I thought that was the way to go when I was younger. And I will say, like, even in grade school, I remember I would – even go to the gym after gym class, like, or do extra credit like that. Even, even track practice, I would, after track practice, I would go to the gym and lift. So I was always doing like extra stuff. And even like my main like focus in school, as bad as it sounds, was gym yeah. <laughs> and also track meets. Like the biggest rush I got was like track meets on the weekend and I would look forward to it and I would get kind of bored when it wasn't track season, kind of like when I'm off season now. Yeah. Um, so and similar. Yeah, very similar <laughs> to the point where I then participated in cross country just so I could stay in shape for track, which was at the end of the year. But I remember like the biggest like feeling of accomplishment was like on Monday morning announcements when they would announce like the, you know, news from the week um, and they would announce track meet scores and stuff or any other sports. And then they would always like announce like track and then Ashley won first place in the hurdles. And I was, that was like the moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did the class clap for you and everything? Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And I was such like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like that now too. I was such like a loner in school too. I didn't care about friends really. I didn't care about prom. I didn't care about anything being cool. 
I, most of the time I ate lunch alone, honestly, because all I cared about was track and gym class. That was the only thing on my mind. I didn't care about much else. Like, really. It was, like, weird. I think that's why we get along so much. I right. It's like, you're the only person I hear that says the same things that I kind of went through Yeah. As well. I was, like, a nerd, it's, but exactly. in, an athletic nerd. Like, not nerd, like, studying books all the time. I was studying track. Like, and I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> I didn't care. That's and, funny. You know? But my goal was, like, in high school to get voted most athletic. And I did. So, what's up? Did you? Yeah, of course. That was a... Even a doubt in your mind? Come on. Gosh, they better have given it would, to me I at would, that point. I would two things, too. Yeah, but it wasn't most athletic. What, was it Best Smile? I actually won Best Smile. I knew it. I won Best Smile. I guessed correctly, and he's never told me this before. That was really, <laughs> see? Because he's always smiling. Was, yeah. He smiles more than he doesn't. I won. I was, when, fun fact, when he sleeps... <laughs> He smiles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ashley's, when, I when I sleep, Ashley stares at me. <laughs> <laughs> when he falls asleep and takes naps, he's smiling. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. When he goes to other people's funerals, yeah, I gotta control smiling. it. Gotta try to control it. <laughs> he's smiling. Uh, uh, the uh, no, I wouldn't. You know what else I won? I won two things, and they made they made the school do a revote because I wasn't allowed to win two things. So I won best smile, and then I also won biggest flirt. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I did. And then they they revoted. So they re they were like, you can't win two things, so we'll revote. Let him win one. And then they ended up giving uh, they ended up giving me biggest flirt. And then the other guy was my friend, biggest best uh, best smile, which is mm. really funny because he was my friend and we we stood like he actually had I think he had a better a prettier smile. But he uh, we used to hang out and then people would always be like, oh, Smiley's like the two guys who's actually a really cool dude. I forget his name, but that was actually a really funny story. Um, but no, in high school, I did the same, the same thing. Uh, I was like really into my sport after wrestling practice. Everyone else would just go home and study and eat. I told my mom, drop me off at the gym. But I was yeah. with me doing gym class that day where I'd, we had weightlifting at school. So we'd have weightlifting at school. But to me, I was crazy. I was like, that's not long enough. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it's, a, it's fast, the weightlifting. So by the time you change and all that, it's like 30 minutes of weightlifting. And so my mom, I would go to my wrestling after school and then my mom would drop me off at the gym. She'd be like, okay, I'll pick you up in two hours. And that was always a thing, two hours, pick me up. Mm -hmm. And so it's just funny because I would do the exact, it's just, I didn't know that about you, but it's like mm -hmm. similar to me too. I was always, I was never like a nerd, but I wasn't like, I was just to myself. Yeah, know? that's, the, yeah, me too. Like, it's yeah. not like people thought I was a loser. Or like, yeah, exactly. Just, I had a lot going on for me for sure, but like, I didn't care about anything else. Like, I didn't care about being cool like it's i was fun. just like i'm me i'm doing my thing i'm happy track me this week and what's up yeah and every time <laughs> i was alone like fitness always has been my thing or whatever i was doing i always try to do it like the highest level i could yeah and it's funny now because i talk to my friends and they're like yeah, we're all like no one's surprised at what you did mm -hmm. like you never would like you would that was a problem it's a problem too because i always like never have friends because i was wouldn't hang out with them to me it was a waste of time when I could be doing my sport, you know, you're like, yes. why would I hang out with you when I could play hockey? Or why would I hang out with you when I could practice wrestling or lift yeah. weights? You know what I mean? I got stuff to, I could make better myself at. True. So everyone now, when, like, whenever I see them, uh, my old friends, they'll be like, yeah, no, no one's surprised that you did something in like the sports realm, in the fitness realm, because you're always crazy about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's actually kind of funny how it like, it finds you and grabs you, right? Definitely. So it's crazy how all that happened. And then we found each other and it's so similar too, because most even most coaches aren't like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Most athletes aren't like that. Most coaches, most people get into this later as a sport, you know? Yeah, yeah. true. So. And I can imagine it's much tougher. I mean, I think one of the things that did help me is like, 
you know, my first show I've ever done was probably like six months or so after I finished with track, right? So I already, already had a pretty good base to start with. But most importantly, like not, not only did I have a good physical base, like I had muscle, um, but also discipline, which is, it's, that's really hard to teach people that's never done a sport before. And then they come into, you know, like you said, they come into it later in life because competitions, unlike other sports, it's a good gateway into any, I guess, I guess, how do I put it? A transformation or a, yeah. a journey of self-improvement, right? And they see that as like, I want to try that. But it's not necessarily something that's introduced to you as a high schooler. Of course, they do have teen division, but it's not super known, right? Because yeah. usually yeah. people um, who play sports go with, you know, what what's available in high school, right? Um, does your school offer swimming? Does your school offer volleyball? Um, so I think that with that being said, we do find a lot of the times there are people that's never played sports or anything. And I feel like to teach them the discipline is so much tougher um, because they don't have that background. Or maybe they did a light amount of sports in, in junior high or high school, like some JV or something. But college athletes... Yeah. Next level. That's some discipline right there, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And you could tell. I think that's one of the things that we could touch on is people getting started in it and learning that discipline. Because, you know, you all have to learn it, even if it's, like for us, it was young. You know, we learned it at a young age, but it was because a desire was better than the discomfort. And I think that that's the important thing, that the discomfort, like you, there's going to be a discomfort level. And I think everyone needs to understand and accept that. And then as sooner you do and stop trying to like make it comfortable as you can, then you're like, okay, I just need to accept the suck. Like it's not the most fun to not eat everything I want to eat. Agreed. Like that's a gimme. Like I'd rather eat pizza and if I could have abs doing that all day, I'd do it. But that's just not realistic. And so Mm -hmm. I think that when you're getting started in this, that you need to understand that there is going to be a level of discomfort. It's not always going to be fun. You are going to make sacrifices and you have to like kind of just say, hey, I'm going into this knowing that. Um. You know, I had a I had a physique assessment the other day where this girl was like, my my coach, he he ruined my physique. I was I needed to I was doing too much cardio and eating too little calories and and uh, and I was like, well, how many calories were you eating? And she was like, like seventeen hundred. And I'm like, seventeen hundred. I'm like, I don't think you have a real understanding like what it's gonna take to do this. And um and like and she was like, I was working out too much. And I was like, well, what's working out? She's like, well, I didn't want to work out six days a week. And I was like. What, what's going on here? Like, are you, you understand that you're not supposed to look like this? You're not supposed to look like like a Greek god. You know, that's just not what, that, that wasn't even real back then. Like, it was like statues that they created people who didn't look like that, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're not supposed to look that way all the time. It's not, your body doesn't want to be really muscular and really lean at the same time because muscle burns a ton of calories and fat, having energy stores is for future survival. So you're putting yourself in the least efficient position you could be in. High calorie burning with low calorie storage. It's like the most, you basically, the leaner you get, the closer you get to like running out of energy. And that's when you would, you know, you would die if you ever got to that point. Your body would stop you, but that's, your body doesn't recognize that, that you're doing it on purpose. It just is like, well, I'm running out of energy reserves. Well, I'm burning too many calories. Why do we need all this muscle? And so it's gonna fight you every step of the way. When you, get, when you get down farther and farther, it's going to get harder and harder. And so I think that, that you need to understand that, especially people who are like coming into this with it being you know, the new year and all. I think that 
people are going to get into it from the regular fitness world and they just, you know, are going through their transformation and they love fitness. And, and I'm going to tell you guys, you really need to be ready to take that leap to go from, I love working out and eating pretty clean, but still going out with my friends on weekends and having all this, um, you know, cheat meals and drinks and all that to competition. Because if you're not ready for it mentally, sometimes, not, not a lot, but sometimes you turn something you love into something you hate. Like you used to love fitness and now it's a task because, uh, you know, because now all you see is prep for two hours a day doing cardio and all these things. And you like lose the love for it if you're not mentally ready for what it's going to take to get to that level. So I say, if you're going to do that, understand it's going to be hard, you know, um, be prepared for it mentally. Say, hey, you know what? Like these are the risks and I need to love this just like I did when I'm done with my prep is when I started it. So just something I, I like to throw out to, to people who are just starting with it, you know? Yeah, and also they should realize it is going to take time, especially if you're starting from scratch, right? Yeah. Especially if you're not, haven't even been really working out um, like a competitor. Because I will say, like, a lot of people think that they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, go to the gym twice a week, and they do, like, yoga or something like that. And it's not not the same type of workouts that are going to put on muscle and, and get the physique you want. But... Not only that, is it's definitely going to be inconvenient as well. So you're definitely going to have to push the boundaries of what's comfortable. And, um, you know, a lot of people can do that mentally, I think. Like maybe at their job it's very taxing and they're very stressed or whatever and they can do it mentally. But maybe it doesn't translate to um, physical as much. So it's something that you, you know, you have to get used to for sure. So it is a little bit of a learning curve and it does take time and, a lot of consistency. Yeah. I think the other thing too is that people don't understand is just like any skill that you can acquire, getting better at being adherent to diets and getting better at keeping your intensity and your routine going um, is a skill and you learn it and you're going to get better at it the more you do it. Um, you know, Ashley is now at the elite level of following her plan, you know, so the more she does that, the, the, the more like ridiculous it is for her to have like a crazy cheat day. Like at this stage, if she were to be like, I just lost it, I'd be like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Like, and that's, that's where it takes, but it doesn't like people see you and they're like, oh, she's an alien. We say that joke, you're an alien, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, like it's, that's a learned skill. Like yeah. that's not a starting point. Oh gosh. Know? And when I started contest prep, believe me, I was hungry. I was having cravings, not when I mean, when I said I started contest prep, my first one, yeah. my first time ever, not like first of this year, <laughs> first one ever, like years ago, it was tough. I didn't just start, you know, my contest prep and be like, oh yeah, I'm not even having cravings. I'm not hungry. I, I swear to you, I had to retrain my taste buds. That's a real thing. And I did make mistakes. I made so many mistakes in the beginning. I went too far in the off season um, sometimes. I had those days where I felt miserable and I was hungry and having sugar cravings and I just wanted to eat everything in sight. It definitely took some learning and retraining my taste buds and my mindset because, you know, even in in college, right, when I was talking about like, oh, yeah, that definitely taught me discipline. It taught me how to work hard. Physically, yes. Physically, track in college was harder than I'm training now. Physically, yes. The diet was the, the hard part because we didn't really diet and track. We would be like, 
oh yeah, Nutri-Grain bars for breakfast. And you know what I mean? We'd have Nutri-Grain bars as snacks at track practice and stuff like that. Fruit snacks and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's different story when you're dieting because that's a new thing for a lot of people other than maybe wrestlers, but even their diet is different. It's more of a starvation at the last minute kind of diet. Um, But yeah, with that being said, I feel like that is the hindrance of a lot of people is the diet and getting used to it. You know what's funny is uh, one of my coaches, actually it was my wrestling coach, he's the one that put in the idea of my head. Actually, I think he kind of planted it there. It came out later in life of um, staying lean in the off season because he would always get so mad at everyone and it was because he would stay ripped all year. He was a jacked little dude. And, um, but he would always, we'd go in and we'd do our weigh-ins and then all of us would just walk to McDonald's and he like yelled at us all one day. He's like, you guys do this every time you get ready for, he's like, you get ready for uh, uh, a tournament and, or meet. And then we would, he's like, and then all of you go to McDonald's and you all put on 10 pounds right away. And then we have another meet in like a month and you got to do it all over. He's like, why aren't you just staying the same weight like mm-hmm. it was funny and I remember that and I was like yeah he's right why aren't we just doing like and it was like one of the things that like stuck in me which is which is funny that it uh it started like even back then with the mm-hmm. off-season contest prep like you're saying now the um but yeah as far as I guess getting in the zone I, I really like to point out to people that what you just said you know it took a while yeah. to do that you know and I think the problem is is the more you give in to that little voice when you're in your off season, the basically you're, you start fresh again every time. And I still have, I have clients like that now that I'm like, I wish you would just do good in the off season. You know, I wish you would just do better in your off season. And the the problem is, is that they, because they still haven't had like the best off season, they still give in. They still have, you know, the the friends that come over the whatever. They still put on that 15, 20 pounds. Um, they're every time they start prep, it's they just have to go through it, the hard prep again. They have to relearn, try to learn the lesson again of staying lean in the off season. They always want to stay lean in the off season, and then sometimes they just don't. You know, once in a while you get someone to turn the corner who's like, oh, "No, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm a pro now, and you know, and I'm gonna really go after it." Um, but it's uh, it's a hard thing to really start getting the hang of. So if you're one of those people, like understand, a lot of people are one of those people that yeah. are having those off seasons like that. I, we always harp on it, but we're talking about you know, Ashley's you know, number three in the world right now, you know, the most winning pro of all time. Like we're trying to do something impossible to do for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. it's like one person in the world has done what she's done. That's it. And it's her. So yeah, when we talk, we want her to be perfect. There's kind of no option. We have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no room. Right. I mean, it's definitely yeah. gotten easier for me throughout the years, but just let it be known. It was tough for me in the beginning yeah. when I first started prepping for my first show and my first few shows, actually. It took me actually a few years to get the hang of it and learn how to season and flavor my food in a way that I like, that I don't feel like I'm missing out. And it, I had to go through the experience of going too far in the off-season and then regretting it when I contest prepped, realizing that I have a crap ton of weight to lose. These were all, like, learning lessons for me. And, you know, although I don't do that anymore it's like much easier for me now. And I think too, is like even sometimes if if people go the other way and they start to have, you know, more sugary stuff and make it more frequent, sometimes I feel like you then start to crave that kind of stuff. So in a way, the longer you're away from like really unhealthy foods, the longer you're away from it, the, the less you miss it in a way. So, you know, I, I think it's just something that you got to discover, but just let it be known. We're telling you it's not worth it to go 
too far in the off season. It's just, it's not worth it. <laughs> it really, for for just a few minutes of satisfaction eating your cheat meal, you know, it's not. So, yeah, I guess it's like the biggest learning lesson I've I've learned throughout the years is just keep it in check for sure. Even now, I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm perfect, perfect. If anything, I do little snacks here and there, um, but I definitely don't binge on like a pack of Oreos or something, which I feel like when I was beginning as an amateur, that's something I would have done is just have a, like within the span of a day, have a whole pack of Oreos because, hey, it's off season and why not? I got a bulk, which isn't a thing. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm glad that you get to talk about this. That's something we never really dive into in this podcast is like how you got there, you know, how you got to that mental state of doing it. And um, I think it's good to know that everyone's like, okay, she went through it too. Like she went through it too. It is hard to, I think for some people, it's hard to relate to you at this stage because you're so perfect and you compete all the time when a lot mm-hmm. of people are hoping to be able to compete once a year, twice a year, and then they blow up in the off season because they just can't have that control yet. It's a good majority of people, right. but understand like it took time to get there, you know, totally. it took time. and I think that it's good that we talked about that. You right. Know? And I so, don't expect people to be like me either. You know, I don't, I realize people have lives outside of competition and maybe more demanding. And I mean, I I don't expect people to stay as consistent as me. I think you can still make great progress without doing the like length of time I've been prepping. You know what I mean? Like I I don't expect somebody to prep all year round, you know? Um, But you can still make good progress, you know? And for most people, I don't even prefer them prepping all year long. Right. if, If they have as much muscle as you, and they can hold on to it as much as you can, which we know like three shows in like four weeks, it starts dipping for you. Like we've learned that, but that's the only time I really want someone doing it all year is if they have that, they're already there. You know, mm-hmm. they're like very little to improve on, very little to improve on at this point where, okay, yeah, compete, compete. And if you lose a little, take a month off, rebuild whatever you lost. And like that's that type of thing. So for most people who have to still make that progress, it's it, it makes sense to, to do shows in, um, like thirds of a year. I would say like third of a year. So you have, let's say four months where you attack shows and then the rest of the time you're making improvements. So for national competitors, I say, you know, start that uh, in July when when um, universe happens, maybe June, you do a warm up show and like a local show or qualify for nationals again. And then you do universe and then you do uh, North Americans, USA's, you know, try to get your pro card there and then you know, maybe finish off with a regular show if you didn't get your pro card that year. And then it's like, back to work, you know, after that. And if, if you need a lot of work and if not, keep going, you know, but that's kind of how I say it for most people who tend to lose muscle or whatever. But the, the reality is too, is that seeing how you've made improvements while doing this the whole year mm-hmm. um, kind of changes my perspective a little bit on it because now we have more, more data to use too. Like how mm-hmm. many people can do that and want to do that is another thing, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's more than I think. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see, you know, what you're, what you're doing with that stuff. But back to like the, where would we be without fitness and stuff? Um, you, know, you have some really good, really good stuff here. Um, I guess to one of the more important questions I think for like you is, would be what is like fitness done for your life that you didn't expect, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I, just a girl from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> and honestly, I probably would have been in Ohio still if it wasn't for competing, like, you know, it's all I knew. I never thought I would leave and, um, you know, maybe not have as 
exciting of a life as I do now, more it's way more fulfilling than I could have ever imagined. And I've literally traveled to so many different countries and it's, it's made me way more independent along the way, having to figure things out when it comes to travel and things like that. But, you know, I sometimes I just, I can't believe I made it as far as I have and have gotten all these great opportunities as like a plus to, you know, what I've accomplished. And, you know, the more I accomplish, the more opportunities I get. But it's like the coolest thing to think that like, I never would have expected leaving Ohio, nonetheless, this country, and I've been to so many countries. That is such a cool thing to say. Like, my passport is filling up, you know? I haven't sat sat there and counted how many countries I've been to, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot, probably about 20 um, different countries, which is crazy, you know? It really is crazy when you think about it, and... Like, just thinking of, like, my, my younger self, I never would have imagined that. But how cool is it that I get to travel? And maybe I travel for seminars. Maybe it's for a competition. Maybe it's for an appearance or another opportunity. But how cool is that? Not many people can say that. And it's given me such, like, great memories as a result, right? So many great memories. And I'm just, like, wow. That is it just makes me really grateful. Like it makes me super grateful because I think of like when I was just in Ohio and just like thinking never really imagined that like my first competition would eventually take me to the point I am right now. And it's like, I feel like Cinderella or something like (laughs) almost like a, a lot of it is, you know, how did I get so lucky? You know, how did I get so lucky to have this life it's pretty cool well i think one of the sayings that i really like is you create your own luck you know and i think a lot of people have that kind of a lot of people especially in our our new generation you know have that entitlement right like they should get these things and someone else getting them is taking away from them getting them but what they don't realize is no you see it now but i've been killing myself running track doing these things taking it seriously killing every gym class even when I was 13 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see it now. And so, yeah, you create, you created your luck. A little bit of luck is necessary, you know, but you create your luck to get that pathway, to get the luck, you know? And so um, that's one of those things. It's like, like, you know, it's one, I, I took that from Mike Tyson. He says that, you know, he's like, you know, it was, I created all the opportunities. It wasn't that it was just given to me. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I earned it, those opportunities. So it's cool that, you know, it's, you're definitely the story that you worked hard to get it. But I think that that applies to a lot of people with our podcast. They'll take it and they're like, "Well, I don't want to do fitness, or I don't. I'm not into fitness." You know what's funny? I find with people too is I find that they don't want to do like a fitness-related job because they want it to still be their passion, and they're like, "I don't want it to turn into work. I want it to be." For me, it still never has been work, and that's why. And that's another reason why I don't take on so many people too, because then it could it could turn into work, and so now I don't do that anymore. But um, you you run into those people who are like, "No, I just want to do it for a passion," but this applied to everything else in life, you know, yeah. that's what people don't really see. So I'm like, if you've never done anything to see what you're made of, you got to find out what you're made of. Because I know exactly what I'm made of now. I know my limits. I know, like, I know where I'm at. You know, I know how tough I am. I know how weak I am. I know everything. I've tested all those limits, you know. I, I know where my fear factor kicks in. You know, luckily I played sports where I got to figure that stuff out, you know. Like, 
you know, when I was when I was in hockey and I was fighting a guy my size, I would be like, I'm fearless, no fear. And then as soon as they got a little bigger, <laughs> you know, like, I would have genuine fear. And I'm like, okay, this is a limit for me. Like, I, I'm not fearless. I thought I was fearless, you know. But mm -hmm. no, there's a little, there's still a scared guy in me, you know. Right. And like, I found that out, you know. And so with, with fitness, you know, I found out, okay, how hard am I willing to go? Like, where's my true discomfort level of acceptance? You know, where is that at? for me, where it breaks me, where I'm at, where am I at my breaking point? And, um, you know, when I competed and stuff, I've, I, I found it, you know? And for me, I knew what it was going to take to keep going. But luckily for me, coaching started and it started getting busier. And then it gave me like a segue out of like that. And where I kind of stopped competing was I was prepping a lot of guys too. Mm -hmm. At the time it was like 50, 50, um, guys to girls. And then bikini just started growing and growing and growing. But when it was like 50, 50, I was still competing and then what would happen was I would have guys that I was prepping and then they would jump into my show and they're in my class. Oh, and so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't compete against them, but I was yeah. already prepping for like eight weeks for that show. And then I didn't want to tell them, oh no, I don't want you to do the show because, you know, I'm the coach, you know, that's not cool to tell you, oh, I can't do it because my coach, that's messed up. So I just wouldn't tell them and I wouldn't do it. And then it happened a few times. And I'm like, dude, I can't keep doing this to myself. And so um, that's when I kind of like stopped it. I knew my limits, you know, I knew how hard I was willing to go and how hard I wasn't, you know, and it, for me, my, my discomfort level was cardio. It was never mm -hmm. weightlifting. I would, I, I could be in weightlifting all day long. My discomfort level started at cardio. I started hating it. And that's where I started like, okay, I don't like this as much as I want, you know, cause I was doing like hit cardio. So I couldn't keep my intensity up. And so like, it, I think it's cool. Cause you learn that about yourself and then you learn that about yourself. And then you learn that about in your life, you know, like, okay, where, where am I, where can I realistically maintain this type of consistent all-out effort in all areas of my life and there's some you got to be honest with yourself maybe you can maybe you're not maybe it's that big guy you're going into and you're scared of it maybe that you know taking that loan for a business you wanted to do is that big guy and it's just too much like it's too scary for you to take on but maybe you walk into that like completely knowing oh i can handle this i'm totally fine with it and a lot of this stuff i know it sounds weird comparing it to prep but you find out so much about yourself, like how tough you are, yeah. what you're willing to endure, sticking to a, a goal with a time-based deadline, um, you know, you know, doing what it takes on a daily basis to accomplish a goal, whatever that goal is. And that's what I really love about fitness. And I don't think that I'd be able to run what I run now, you know, without prepping before. Yeah. Because it taught me every single day matters, tasks every single mm -hmm. day, get what you gotta get done, don't delay it, get it done. You know, so it's right. like, and that's how you are too. It's like yeah. your days are so tasked out and so organized and so everything. I could be better and organized, luckily. <laughs> but luckily I have Ashley's help and everyone's help around here to help me organize. But I get my job done very well. But uh, yeah, it's just fitness is so helpful for you in life, whether it's, you know, what, let's, let's, maybe it's your, you're having a relationship problem, but you recognize it and you're like, okay, every day I need to treat my relationship like I need to treat my fitness goals and I need to get my relationship better, just like I need to get my fitness goals better, I'm gonna take similar actions. Every day I'm gonna try. Every day I'm gonna give a little bit a little bit more effort to that. You know, and it's like as soon as you can start putting that towards your work goals, your relationship goals, your life goals, whatever, like you already have the skill in you. You've you've learned the skill. Now apply it to different things, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that's like the best thing fitness can do for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, that's why I can never not do fitness to some capacity. Like it's just no way for me to ever completely stop. I always say I want to do other things. I want to, 
I do want to open a dog thing one day or do all these little things that I do, but I'll never not do fitness. I just can't. Mm -hmm. you know, it just keeps me sharp, you know? Yeah. It's definitely made me so mentally tough. Like, I'm just picturing, like, if I didn't compete, how, what kind of employee would I be if I were to go into work? <laughs> would I, would I be as confident? Would I be as, like, um, organized? Would I stay on task? Would I be as committed, consistent? And even things like, <laughs> Like, what if I were to do a job in the future, right, where I have to do a PowerPoint? Maybe something <laughs> they <do> a PowerPoint. <laughs> unrela unrelated to fitness, right? Would I even have the guts to stand in front of a crowd of people? I mean, I definitely could now because I did it in a bikini, right, of all things. I stood in, th in front of thousands of people in a bikini, so I can certainly give a PowerPoint. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely like raised my confidence too and it it definitely ensured in me that like i'm mentally stronger than most people like mentally because if i can do this physical task and and stick with it i can certainly do almost anything mentally um you know within reason right so it's definitely like taught me so much and I think one of the points that you mentioned is a big one the procrast don't procrastinate yeah. right that's with fitness, you can't procrastinate. You got to get it done. Time's a ticking. Yeah. You got to make every day count. So, you know, regardless, it's kind of like, I feel like that's definitely made me even just a better person all around and just also very, like, I'm pretty mentally stable too, like with my emotions as well, I find. So I'm wondering if I would be that same way if it weren't for competing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of, it toughens you up, right? Yeah, yeah I'm tough as nails. It does. It up really does. Up in here yeah. with this panda uh, sweater. <laughs> you know, I'm so tough. Ashley's actually pretty tough. <laughs> two, we have two cries a year and that's it. She's two cries. <laughs> only because I'm, when the, they only happen when I was tired. Yes. Oh, when I true. was like so sleep deprived. But yeah. Ashley's tough. Pretty tough. Yeah. Two, two cries. Huh. <laughs> I wonder who's going to have more in 22, me or you. <laughs> oh. Movies, you know, you know what's been getting me lately? And i got to stop watching these damn things. Because every time they get me, every time, uh, they're like, so right now it's like, you know, it's like Christmas just passed. And they have these like military, military like reels where they're surprising their kids and they come home for Christmas. Oh. Or they're surprising their wife and like they're in like parking lots or whatever. And they're like, every, and they play this music. And it gets me every time. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's not a bad that's thing. So <laughs> you're you're maintaining like that, um, you know, very human emotion yeah, of yeah. Uh, I don't know, compassion and I guess relating. it gets me every time, man. Those reels, and I'm like, and I can't help but watch it because I want to see what happens with like the kid sees her dad. Oh. <laughs> but um, okay, so we'll go. Let's go one more. Let's go one more a part of this. Um, for people maybe who want to do this and maybe for people who are doing another career that is uh, That is I guess, you know, if you look at fitness like the, At the level we're doing it at it's probably unrealistic for most people like they're thinking well, that's not gonna happen. It's pretty unrealistic and um, You know for for me in particular It's I was working hard this whole time like no one saw that you know No one saw me doing free body fat tests at the gym pinching sweaty guys, like sweaty old men after the gym. That was gross. I did it for hours a day, all day, every day. It was, it was crazy. Like if people don't see that part of it, you know, I was, I would sit up a table outside the booth at 24 hour fitness and I would do body fat testing on people for free all day. 
and I would test their body fat and I would tell them, oh, it's going to take you this long to get to your goal and I'll try to get a new client. And um, so I was always there, but it was always like a guy who just finished his cardio who's like, you know, 65 and has a bunch of back hair and like, you'd, you'd have to pinch him on their skin. It's just, it's part of the job. You sit there, you got to do it. You can't say no because you're sweaty and hairy, you know? But like, you just, you just did it. And I, I went through that, you know, I went through that and, and working at the front desk for free, scanning people in for free, just saying hi so I could be the, the mayor of the gym, you know? And, um, and then they see me now and they're like, oh, you know, you had a lot of luck, you had this. And I'm like, no, I created my own luck. Like mm. you wouldn't have done what I did to get there, you know? But yeah, it took me, and I always tell everyone, they're like, oh, how did you do it? And I was like, well, it took me 13 years to become an overnight success. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then after 13 years, I finally started like doing, I started getting the, the I don't want to say the recognition or anything like that, but the, the, the people reaching out to me that wanted to start training, you know, um, which really started a lot with Bikini and Men's Physique. That's really what, it, what happened was Bikini and Men's Physique started, I was already doing bodybuilding at a high level. So Bikini and Men's Physique was like a breeze. I was like, mm -hmm. so easy for me. It literally was so, all these other coaches were getting into it. I was doing it since I was, you know, working in supplement stores since I was 16. You know, I was like, I think 27 or something when it started, 28, when Men's Physique started. And, uh, and so for me, getting a guy a beach body was like, you kidding me? I could do this without even looking at him with a shirt off. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy for me because I was prepping people for national stages for bodybuilding with like cross feathered legs. And you know what I mean? It was just crazy. So to me, Men's Physique and Bikini was like so easy. So I was just killing it in Men's Physique Bikini. And then that's when it started finally taking my, taking stride, you know? And I was like, mm -hmm. So, um, the, one of your questions was, was when did you realize it could be like a career for you? And that's, for me, it was two things. It was when, um, I, I always knew it was going to be a career for me, but it wasn't like the best paying thing for me, you know, cause it was like just personal training type of thing, um, which is great. And, but it's, you know, it's not consistent unless you're like doing it for years and years and years. And at that point it was consistent, but I, it just, I reached my ceiling, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, okay, I could actually make a good living at this when, Bikini and Men's Physique came out, and then when I went online, you know, and when I went online, then I realized I wasn't just in my gym in my local area, I was around the world, you know, mm -hmm. and so you could charge less than you were charging people in person, and then you can work with more people, and then you can make more that way, so it was, it was really cool, and I actually realized it when I was dating this girl, and she had a coach who was online, and that was like the first time I heard about it, and I, she was like, yeah, no, I just send my pictures in. And I was like, what do you mean? You say, that's stupid. You mean you send your pictures in? She's like, yeah, I just send my pictures in. And he just tells me what to do the next week. I'm like, that's so dumb. I was like, what? why would you just not work with someone in the gym? And he could see you and then all these things. She's like, I, he does really good. He preps a lot of people or whatever. And I was like, I was like, online oh, is so weird. So then anyway, I started like figuring, and I saw it. She showed it to me. And I was like, I was like, I could do way better than this. Like I could, and it took me a while. I bought this, it was like my big investment. It was like the best investment I ever made. I was going all out and I bought this like $320 laptop. Um, it was like a little Sony Vio laptop. It was like tiny. I still have it. Tori worked on it for a year. And I bought this nutrition software, which was like $200. So it was like, oh, like all in at like $500 investment. And I was like, okay, that's a lot of money. <laughs> to put it now we got like 10 computers here at this gym. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for it. Let's try this. And like came up with all these different things and it just started evolving at that point. And then I had my first client in Texas She's actually a pro, a pro women's bodybuilder now, which is really cool. Um, it's really cool that she was like my first like online over in a different state. And uh, a first online client in Texas. And um, then I was like, 
this is actually very doable and I could get better and better at it. People are checking in on Facebook, like they're doing their check-ins oh. on Facebook. I didn't have a system, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then, then we developed the app and all that. And so it kept going. So that's when I realized, okay, this could be bigger than, than that, you know? And it was really cool. And I think that in everyone's business or everyone's whatever they're trying to do, that you're gonna hit that moment. It might take you 13 years to hit that moment. I hope it doesn't, you know? Because it was rough, I will, I will admit. It was very rough. Um, especially when I would like, get switched in gyms, which would always suck. I just start fresh every time. But um, yeah, but it's it's worth it in the end if you stick to it. I think if you do anything long enough and you stick to it, you, you'll find your moment. You're like, oh, this is the path I'm supposed to take. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, what about you? When did you realize yours was going to be like career based? You know. Um, I would say when I won my first Olympia is when I knew. Oh wow, I should probably take this really seriously. <laughs> Um, because, you know, be, before I won my first Olympia, it was just like a hobby and a passion. And I shouldn't say just a hobby and passion because I was super passionate about it, like super. But at the same time, I was never one to assume that, like, I can actually make a career out of it. Because, like, I think one great thing about me is I'm very realistic. So I do try to keep, like, keep keep it to minimum, like, and I don't want to get a big head or anything like that. So even though I, I won a show before in the pro league, before I won the Olympia, you know, there's a huge difference between winning at just a pro show and winning Olympia, right? I feel like when I won the Olympia, that's when I knew like, wow, I could definitely make something out of this and I can do this full time because I've got the biggest um, accomplishment one could get would be the Olympia, winning the Olympia. So you know, um, after that, I quit my bartending job <laughs> and I just, you know, the opportunities and sponsorships and endorsements just started rolling in. So um, that's when I knew I was like, yes, I can make a career out of this. And I felt confident um, dedicating full time to fitness and training. So crazy to think that you just thinking that you were a bartender and like working late nights. Oh, that like, was rough. To like now. Going to bed like, at eight. <laughs> Like, don't drink and don't go to, you know, go to bed at eight. Right. It's just like so wild that you did that. It's just, you know, what's weird too is that, I mean, I'm trying to think if, were you the last, were you the last one to win an Olympia who wasn't doing this as their job at the time? Um, It's hard to, to I pinpoint wonder, that. I, um, I think everyone else has been in th- just doing fitness. I mean, it, it it's hard to tell, especially because yeah. bikini was a little bit newer back in the day, but I don't know, because fitness is kind of broad. It can cover many things. Yeah. So probably I wasn't the last one or the first okay. or the last. There's probably still people have regular jobs too, depending on, I guess. I don't know. but I was just saying like in bikini, I wonder. I oh. don't think, I don't know. Because now it's like there's so much more, there's so much more available on social. You know, you were big on social then too, but it wasn't like, you know, as hot, you know. And, and yeah, I wasn't that big until I won the Olympia. Oh, yeah. I think uh, overnight at the Olympia, I gained like 100,000 followers or something Dang. like that. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't that known or anything like that. And it was, social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but. Remember the first yeah. time I saw video, um, live video was at Club USA, like, it was like 2014 with you and you had Periscope on. Oh, Remember Periscope? Periscope, yeah. Yeah, it was, so Periscope, for you guys who don't know was like IG Live, like Instagram Live. Except for Twitter. It was Twitter's. But they still have Periscope, but it's not as big. Oh, really? I didn't even know they still had it. And so um, we were Periscoping. I was like, 
I was like, there's people watching us. Like, I was like in the video. I'm like, there's people. Like, it was like like an old man like looking at a phone for the first oh, time. Gosh. I was like, there's people here. Like, and then everyone's like laughing and saying like things, you know. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, they're all they're talking to you. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, so funny. I was like, so it was so foreign, you know what I mean? Oh, and now it's like, you know, a part of the day. Which is, yeah, absolutely. Isn't that nuts? It so is. It's kind of cool that, you know, the world got smaller and this made everything more possible. You could see people really like excelling and doing different things because you just got to be, you know, you, you have a, anyone who's a decent coach or service and fitness has a worldwide audience now, which is crazy because I used to have to keep up with yeah I used to have a gym wide audience you know Mm -hmm. and so um yeah it's just it's just nuts how it is you know I know it's like you gotta stay so current all the like TikTok and everything f TikTok sorry I I just can't I hate TikTok TikTok hates me I couldn't I have an account but here's the thing I really post to it maybe I should start doing it more but you know what I hate about TikTok is you have to be so g rated g to the point where I can't even show my abs Unless the thing gets taken down. Sometimes I just post like a video where just like my abs are showing. And for whatever reason, it gets taken down for sexual content. <laughs> and these, these are air quotes, sexual content. I'm just like, are you kidding me? So it's very hard for me to post anything unless I'm like fully clothed. Sometimes, sometimes though, I can, sometimes the videos go through and they're okay. But I, I don't understand why some of, like half of them don't make it because they get taken down because of my abs or whatever else body part i got the email from them once on something like that that said um, we can't post you can't post people with unrealistic body expectations oh. because this could make people self-conscious and make them feel bad about themselves oh, that was gosh. literally what it said that's like pathetic not verbatim but along those lines that is very pathetic yeah and i was like what do you mean unrealistic this is a person this is not this is not a cartoon yeah it's not a drawing it's not an animation it's the definition of realistic because they did it you know what i mean it's like it's like you know what i mean it, what do you mean it's not it's not realistic for who for like you like because you know what I mean? it's so weird oh. i'm like i don't i don't understand you know and so uh, yeah that was my that was my ending of that yeah <laughs> i, I mean like, isn't that crazy people are so sensitive that they're, they really want to accept the fact like they're so set in the ways that they don't want to exercise and get in shape that they're changing what they're visually able to see so they know it's not ex- like so it doesn't exist to them in their own world like it's oh so crazy God. i'm like it, like when where do we draw the line with that so you can go crazy. the other way too yeah i mean actually it's funny someone called me uh, not me but she said the the industry is full of elitists with uh the fitness industry is full of elitists that have unrealistic expectations and um, causes a lot of like mental issues because of the unrealistic approach to these things. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know if you thought you were going to offend me, but elite is in the name of my company. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we, that's what we do. We yeah. create elite physique. I don't it's want to be in, normal. F that. I'm like, and I told her, <laughs> when did being the best at anything become bad like when right. did that change where any where it became anything being the best at became a bad thing like where it's like a negative like you see it nowadays like oh he's too got too much money he's got too much this he's you know like when when did being successful become a bad thing like why is that a bad thing it's just so to me it's so crazy that people have like turned like demonized working hard or whatever and it's like people need to take a step back and be like wait why am i attacking like elon musk because he worked his ass off for 
30 years and, right. he, and he did what he wanted to do. Like, good for him. I should be inspired by him, you know? Right. So like, you know, I wouldn't work as hard as Elon Musk. I don't have what it takes to do that at that level. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. I know my reality though. I'll work hard, but that's a whole nother ball game. You know, oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. Kudos to him. He's earned every penny he's made. And everyone with those abs has earned those abs. Everyone's earned those abs. So like, it's just funny that that's like our, you know, our world these days. But anyway, that's different. Another, another different day. Oh, <laughs> we man. actually are such like go-getters and that stuff makes us I, so bad. Like, let's, let's be average. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, Yay. Let's, let's not, yeah, let's not be our best. <laughs> so anyway, that's what, I guess that's what we got for today. Yeah. I guess that's it, guys. That that's all, folks. Yeah. I actually like that one a lot. Thank you all for listening and happy 2022. Dang. By the time this gets posted. First rule of 2022, you don't talk about 2020. <laughs> I, saw that, oh, yeah. I saw that at, uh, you know, Fit Club, the gym, Fit Club. Fit Club's this really cool gym in Vegas out here, but it's like Fit Club is, it's made to look like Fight Club. And so, you know, they say the first rule about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Oh. So there's, they have this sign in their bathroom that says the first rule of 2021 is you don't talk about 2020. It's pretty funny. It's clever. <laughs> yeah, right? Anyway, guys, talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for watching.